2: Welcome into the Locked on Bengals podcast on a Friday. It's Friday. So much to get to. If you're new to Locked on Bengals, I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Megaphone, wherever you get podcasts. Also, LockedOnBengals.com, where every podcast goes up, including articles. And so much more. What I try to do here on Locked on Bengals is give you an in-depth, inside look at the Cincinnati Bengals organization. Jim Osarsky, Cincinnati.com, coming up in just a couple of minutes on the podcast. But I wanted to take a second. And I know it's it's not Thanksgiving, but it's still that time of year where, where you, you give thanks, where you reflect, where you look at where you are, where you've come from, the, the stuff that you've done, especially over the past year with 2016 or 2017 rather winding down and see time flies um to me what this podcast has been great i mean i love the interaction with the listeners i love how you guys go at me on twitter sometimes you agree disagree i totally like i just wanted to let every single one of you know thank you so much for listening thank you so much for helping locked grow and clicking those links when i post a story or an article or a podcast. It's, there's, there are big things coming. Like that, That's one thing I can tell you. And, and I hold myself to the same standard I hold the Bengals to. So when I say, oh, they need to go get a free agent and they need to think bigger and championships, and here at Locked on Bengals, we're thinking bigger. Uh, expansion, ideas, different ways. And with this offseason looming, I will tell you right now that no one, no podcast, no website. We are going to cover the NFL draft and get you ready for the offseason with free agency from a front office perspective, from a film evaluator perspective. It's, it's upgraded. It's going to be better than ever, and uh, a lot of the stuff is in the works now, finalizing, working on some things. So just so you know, this is your number one spot for Bengals offseason news for Bengals offseason discussions. We might even have a live podcast one day. Let, let me know what you think about that. A live podcast where listeners can call in. Obviously, I have the radio show where that can happen here on ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati. But I think the the Locked On Bengals listeners, some of you are different. Hell, a lot of you are different. You, you come from you know Los Angeles. It's easy to tune in from there. And, and we have listeners all, over, all across the country. Thank you for listening. I might do a, a live show so we can chime in. Get... A listener's perspective, so to speak. But uh, Jim Osarski covers the Bengals for Cincinnati.com. And I, I, uh, I went on his podcast yesterday, the Bengals Beat Podcast, and debated Andy Dalton. So make sure you check that out. I posted that on LockedOnBengals.com. Jim is with us now. Jim, have you recovered from yesterday's beatdown?
0: <laughs> I, I think if you go through our, our mentions, James, I've got a healthy advantage you know, in the listener mm-hmm. reaction. Um, you no. know
2: why that is, right? <laughs> it's because you, uh, you had a couple numbers and people are like, oh, yeah, the, the sixth-round quarterback in 2014 was a bust. All right, don't draft the quarterback. <laughs>
0: no, I think, <laughs> I think because people in Cincinnati finally realized, James, that it, it it's kind of hard. People remember Achilles Smith and David Klingler.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the busts, but let's start there. Let's start there. And obviously listen to the podcast. We're not going to regurgitate the podcast. Right. Um, but to me, it, this is interesting for the Bengals because for the first time, I think they could seriously entertain or at least first time during the Andy Dalton era, they could seriously entertain drafting a quarterback relatively early, depending on what coach comes here, who comes here. I know you don't know the answer to that. No one does. But this is the first time where it could be a realistic possibility.
0: Well, there is a caveat to that, though, because I do believe, James, from people I've talked to in this league over the last two years since I've been here covering the team. So going back to the start of 15, um, Andy Dalton is considered a winner in the NFL among GMs, coaches. Um, He's a guy who's going to make this job attractive. Two head coaching candidates, especially because look, it's about wins and losses, and Andy Dalton being in place along with the other veterans are going to give a new head coach that thought, "Hey, I can win nine, ten games in year one, mm-hmm. and go to the playoffs." Right? That—that's the point of any coaching change. That's the point of any new coach coming in. So uh, that—that's uh, important to say. Now, so your your question or, or thought there that. Could they draft a quarterback, uh, you know, early, whatever, whatever that means? Um, I, I think that is in the realm of possibility for two two reasons. One, we don't know who that head coach is. We don't know how the long term view of Andy Dalton is past twenty nineteen, twenty twenty, into his mid thirties. We don't know that. And then also, um, he is signed through twenty twenty. Look, AJ a- a- McCarron is likely gone in, in whatever capacity that grievance. Is settled in, um, but a rookie quarterback drafted this year uh, will have a contract that extends past Andy Dalton's. so I think it's just a, a, that
2: series of events, James, I guess, that makes it make sense. Jim dot Cincinnati.com, is our guest. Yeah, I started the show, Jim, discussing the Los Angeles Rams, because so much is made of, of Sean McVay and what he's done out there, and obviously turned it around, and Andrew Whitworth signs out there. But to me, th- that's what I look for. Like we, I think sometimes we're overthinking this head coaching search. Like Ultimately, find a head coach, but you're going to need, whether it's an offensive guy, a defensive guy, we all know it doesn't take a, a diehard Bengals fan to see that they need a revamped offensive line. And if you could get a a really good year two out of Joe Mixon, I think that would go a long way for Andy Dalton. It would go a long way for this team. Because I, I look at this team, and, and they've never had an – an identity on offense really in the past two seasons, if they could get that running game going, they have the running back. They need the offensive line to do it.
0: Yeah. And and I'll even toss in Minnesota and New Orleans Mm -hmm. into that, James. I mean, those are two teams who literally rebuilt their lines on the fly. uh, And and you see where they're at right now, especially two teams uh, in the saints and Vikings who frankly have not been very good the last few years. Um, So, or the majority of the last few years. So it is possible. Um, And while those teams have spent on free agency on the offensive line, you don't really remember, right, you know, uh, $65 million contracts being Mm -hmm. signed by those guys. So I I think some smart free agency moves, uh, because James, you're right. I think at this point, um, if, if the goal is, and we don't know, but if the goal is to win games and go to the playoffs in 2018, I think this team will have to spend on that offensive line with the free agent. Um, doesn't have to be $60 million, uh, but, but, you know, smart moves there, and maybe some more draft picks. So you're right, James. I do think, look, you don't, you don't spend the draft capital on John Ross and, and Joe Mixon this, this past year and say, oh, well, maybe in uh, three or four years, we'll be ready for them to be good. Uh, I, I think if, if there is a, a, a change here in Cincinnati, the point will be to win next year. Because, look, I, I think the last two years have been sort of that accidental rebuild, right? I, mm-hmm. I mean, this team, remember, it, it seems like forever ago, when the the offseason of 16, you know, they, they talked about building off of that 15-year, going deep in the playoffs, and then they win six games. Yeah, And then this year it was, well, this will be the bounce-back year. And now they're winning five games. So I think I think uh, the, the rebuild, so to speak, the high draft picks have come unexpectedly, and, and this team does want to bounce back next year.
2: Yeah, that, that's the thing to me, is that they're going to have to change the free agent philosophy at least a little bit. Like, yeah. Kevin Minner can't be their biggest outside free agent, and... Say what you want about Andy or, or say what you want about the play calling or any of that stuff. But if, I, if I'm interviewing with Mike Brown and, and the Blackburn family and, and entertaining this job and taking this job as the next head coach, I need to know that if the, if the front office gets it wrong in the draft, which they have at times, that the, the ownership is willing to go out make up for those mistakes because that's what nfl teams do you're going yeah. to get it wrong in the draft you're going to get it wrong in free agency but if you blend them together then you can cover up the where you got it wrong and hide those flaws
0: yeah no i i think you're you're exactly right in that regard and, and there will be that sort of tier of offensive linemen um that are available that can be had for you know okay money uh where you're not hamstringing yourself or your team going forward. Um, You're right, James. I do think because you do have, let's face it, you're going to have four question marks going into 18 because Russell Bodine's an unrestricted free agent. And look, we understand the issues there and how people feel about him, but he has started every game he's played in four years. So if he goes, you're you're losing that, um, at least the ability to say that he's a starter. Um, So that, I mean, your offensive line going into 18 is has way more question marks than even this past year which mm-hmm. what does that say yeah. so yeah. uh <laughs> you know and, and uh i know it's crazy to think that so it's just um it is something james you're right they are going to have to address in a very real way uh and, and i think with just by the sheer numbers of it, it it's gonna have to come in unrestricted free agency or trade even
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Jim Osarski, Cincinnati.com, is our guest. Be sure to check out the Bengals Beat Podcast. I joined Jim, Paul Daner Jr., and they do that. Too. You, you guys do that twice a week, right?
0: We do. We have The, the Bengals Beat Podcast comes out uh, the, the- – early of every week uh it's either monday tuesday depending on how uh uh important that news is if you will (laughs) early in the week and then yes we do the pvp two, the deuce every thursday
2: awesome awesome and and that that's uh i I wanted to discuss uh, go back and discuss um monday or sunday uh in, in your reaction monday to marvin lewis the reports that come out like Everyone inside the the like or outside of the organization seems to be acknowledging that it's it for Marvin Lewis, and yet he doesn't want to. Uh, Hugh Jackson was asked about it, and Hugh said, "Yeah, I've kind of known about Marvin for a long time, but I'm not worried about Cincinnati." Like it's it's acknowledged by everyone, it seems like, but Marvin Lewis. And when the report came out Sunday, I kind of expected Monday him to say something during that press conference. Hasn't said anything. Still says. Will address his future at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, I, um, that was strange, I guess. And I guess it just goes to show you, uh, that Adam Schefter rarely gets it wrong if, if pretty much everyone in the business, both coaches, players, uh, other media, um, believe him over the head coach.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: So I, I don't know. I, I think it might have been just something that caught Marvin off guard. It caught the team off guard. I wrote about that Sunday, at Cincinnati.com. I'm just no one A expected that at that time and, and the timing meaning the team bus going to the game. Um and, and then, you know, maybe it was just out of habit because Marvin look it, in reporting this stuff the last couple of days, um what everyone I've talked to said one of Marvin's greatest strengths is the week to week view, you know, when he says I'm focused on the upcoming game, that's literally what it is um, for them. And I think up until these last few games, I think that's one of the reasons his Bengals teams, A, have played hard and B, have beaten the teams they should, because he's been very good at that. So James, I don't know this. Um, As you said, Marvin has has denied and, and tried to put it to bed on Monday. But part of me thinks, It just – that's his nature. It's like there's no way I can, like, sit here and talk about three weeks from now because that's just never what he's done. Mm -hmm. So I I don't want to put words in his mouth, but as as this has gone on this last week, James, that's all I can really think of is is to how and why um, it came out Sunday and everyone else seems ready to roll with it, but but the guy the report was about.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How shocked – how shocked were you – were not you, because uh, I don't think it was shocking to you. But how shocked – because I, I read from you that, that it, it was surprising to, yeah. to the organization, surprising to Mike Brown that it came out. Marvin surprised as well. Like, this, the report that morning, it, it sounded like it surprised everybody.
1: Yeah.
0: I, look, and people get kind of fired up by that idea, James. Like, how could they not know this was coming? Look, it, it wasn't so much the message, like what the message was, which would be Marvin feels maybe it's time for them to, to part ways. That that idea isn't surprising. Look, he doesn't have a contract. Mm-hmm. So of course the of course <laughs> yeah. the Bengals are prepared for that. Like it it was the the fact that they're all on the team bus going to play a game. Um and then that happens and comes out and it's everywhere. And that's what's surprising is that is when it happened and then because of who reported it and because ESPN has not backed down, has not retracted it, has not has not even felt the need to defend it, uh, despite Marvin's denials. <laughs> I think um, th- the fact that his coaches weren't told was a big one. Uh, obviously, key front office types, and then you know the players who just a lot of them, you know, as we wrote again this week, James kind of just wanted him to say something about it. So I think it wasn't what the message was. It was. How it was or wasn't delivered, and of course the timing.
2: Jim O'Sarsky, Cincinnati.com, is our guest. Jim, let's talk about Sunday a little bit here. Um, Do we have it, to. Y- yes. What are you bringing uh, me for Christmas? Because I'll <laughs> yeah, be there I, too. I,
0: yeah, I, I think that's what. Um, I, I hate to say it for the the 2018 uh, or 17 excuse me season finale, and those diehards who will be there because some people will show up. Um, yeah, I think the 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 Press box camaraderie is the thing to look forward to the most. I don't know what I'll bring you. I, you know, I I gave you an L earlier this week on the podcast. I don't know if I should bring more. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll bring you a cup of hot chocolate you, you and, know what
2: and that'll make you feel better i, I mean i could have dropped the whole andy hasn't completed 50% of his passes in the past 2 weeks or he's looked terrible or i, I could have done all that well i guess he was 50% against minnesota but it was still really bad i didn't do any of that i even said he was good so you're welcome <laughs> you're welcome for acknowledging that uh he's jim Osarski, cincinnati.com real quick it is it, in all seriousness on sunday joe mixon Vontez, Perfect, all these banged up guys who who do you think who do you think suits up on uh, christmas eve
0: does seem like Joe Mixon's trending in the right direction. If people recall, you know, he was scratched on
2: Saturday last week uh, where, where he
0: clearly didn't uh, finish the protocol and, and be clear to travel. Uh, that would, it, it seems put him on track to play this week. Uh, Vontaze perfect. I, I really wouldn't go there yet. I mean, he, he just practiced it in a limited basis Wednesday, uh, James. And actually the team said, no, he is still in the protocol. Um, and there's a, a, a series of steps that has to happen. Uh, so I, I doubt that for Vontaze Perfect. Um But I do think Drake or Patrick and Joe Mixon are maybe a little further along in that process. But, again, hey, look, with Russell Wilson, uh, that issue, and the, the Seattle Seahawks being fined $100,000, the first team in NFL history to be fined for not treating the player the right way um, and also considering where the Bengals are at in their season, considering how important those guys are to their futures. Um, we got over $100 million worth of extended players and starters in a second-round pick. Uh, I could see them being very cautious this week and even next regarding those three players.
2: Absolutely. I wouldn't play them. <laughs> last right. year, I, the, the best move Mike Brown made last year is he told A.J. Green to get on the plane and go home. <laughs> right. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. why, why would you risk it? That leads me to my next question because Andre Smith on IR, Cedric O'Boy, oh he banged up this offensive line probably worse off now than it was before, which is scary. I don't know. And you mentioned it. Andy Dalton is going to be part of the, the attractiveness of this job. And I agree with that. With that being said, why not start AJ? And and if, and if Marvin's the one who's the one who's stubborn on it, if I'm Mike Brown, I might be the one making the call. Like, no, McCarron is starting because I'm (laughs) protecting Andy.
0: Yeah. I, that's always a hard thing in football, uh, James. And There's only 16 games, and you don't want to set a precedent of, well, now, first of all, everyone knows the quarterback is the most important position on the team, yeah. regardless of who's in this. Um, but it, you can't really say, well, this guy can't play and compete with all of you because these other guys are really bad in front of him. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, it's just a weird – it's just a weird locker dynamic. It's a bad look. It's a bad message just then. You're going to really take off your starting quarterback to (laughs) begin with. Um, So, that's just that. But even – look, AJ McCarron has been the the consummate pro in this. He told me Sunday, he's like, look, man, yeah, I want to play, but I don't want to play like this. Yeah. Like, this isn't how I want this to go either. So it's one of those where I think everyone knows everyone knows what time it is. Like, I think they're going to do their best. And then once the Lions or Baltimore blows them out, you know, if that happens like it has the last two weeks, we'll see what's happened the last two weeks, which is they decide to kind of bring in the back end of the roster and get guys some game film for, for evaluation. So I, honestly, Jims, I think that's what it is the delays is going to try to find some way to move the ball with these guys up front. Um, And then if it goes the way it has, that's when you'll see, see other players come in.
2: I want Brian Hill to get 25 carries. You know what? I'm serious.
0: Yeah. I I mean, see what you got. And you do need, you do need a run. If we're talking about Sunday against Detroit, (laughs) we're talking about a, a team playing for something with two really, you know, they're okay edge rushers. Mm-hmm. They're not bad. And, and, and they're going to give Cedric Boy, and Andre Smith a handful anyway. So you're right. I, I think finding some kind of balance, which wouldn't mean running the ball. Um, look, you don't, especially if Joe Mixon isn't available to play, or you do want to, uh, I think, a running back you can protect in a way because look what they did at the start of the year with the three. Um, why, not, why not at least, hey, look, you need a third back for the roster next year. Why don't you see if that guy, that's a little easier to do, James. Than the quarterback situation when you're because look these coaches these coaches are trying to score points too. You think Bill Lazor wants his last uh, four weeks of game tape to be what it's been um, mm-hmm. if, uh, if 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 he hits the market? So, um, but I do think the running game, generally speaking, needs to be an important part this weekend.
2: A couple weeks ago, when the Bengals' offense was faring better, uh, people said that Bill Lazor should be the next head coach. We got we got those tweets. I'm sure you got those. So maybe yeah, he's just I... trying to impress Mike Brown.
0: <laughs> well, look, Bill Lakers is highly highly regarded. I, you know, this is his second turn as a play caller. I I think Bill is going to be just fine I in too. 18. So yeah, but but you're right though. I mean, look, it's all about what have you done for me lately? And he's going to and this offense is going to want to show. Well, despite those issues, because every year there's injuries up front on teams, right, James? So mm-hmm. they're going to want to show, hey we have a way to scheme this up or at least get some offense going.
2: He's Jim Osarski, Cincinnati.com. What's the the latest Bengals stuff that you got posted up on the website and in the Enquirer?
0: Yeah, you know, we're just kind of tracking this injury situation, and I'll I'll, I'll plug it for your listeners, James. Uh, Coming up later today and this weekend, our special game day section, actually sat down with Clint and Kelly Bowling, their new daughter, Emma, Uh, a real inside look at what it's like to try to A, be a couple – in the national football league to be a young parents in the national football league. Look, it's a holiday season. Uh, obviously we know what the records are. So we, we figured to give you a little different look as to what it's like to be a Cincinnati Bengal living here and also trying to navigate life when your husband does this job for a living. And that includes the scary parts early, the things they have to think about now with a little baby and what this may mean for Clint, uh, physically, mentally going forward so check that out cincinnati.com the bowling family life and love and football that'll be posted up at cincinnati.com in just a few hours
2: that is one offensive lineman that should be here in 2018 because he's their best offensive lineman (laughs) so yeah make sure you check that out he's jim osarski cincinnati.com jim as always man i appreciate the time i'll see you sunday
0: hey anytime james thank you
2: that's jim osarski cincinnati.com and man Oh, he had home field advantage. We had to use his microphones. No, I'm just kidding. I won because it's simple. I mean, have you watched Andy? If you watch Andy and you think, oh, he can win a Super Bowl like that alone, no, <laughs> no. He's, like I'll bet, I'll bet each of you. Um, well, I don't know. I don't know what I should bet, but I, I would bet that he would not like not win a Super Bowl anywhere. By the way, it doesn't necessarily need to be here, but definitely not here. I discussed that more on my uh, on yesterday's, and I, I was going to, on yesterday's podcast, I was going to play part of that, but I put it on LockedOnBengals.com for you, and, and why do that when I can get Jim exclusive and, and get him on here on this podcast and talk about all things Bengals? I want Brian Hill to get 37 carries on Sunday. Good God. Well, if you're going to the game, say hi, because there might only be 15 of us there outside of the media so say hi and uh i'll be on the field i'll be doing my pregame stuff as normal and until next time thank you guys so much for tuning in for listening to this podcast we'll be back next week sporad probably a little more sporadic i don't we're not actually i'll confirm this we're not doing a monday show we're not doing christmas day but we will have podcasts next week and we're getting geared up already for the offseason where we're going to bring you content like you haven't had before. And it starts with the Bengals' next head coaching search. I will be all over it here on LockedOnBengals.com and the Locked On Bengals podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe. iTunes, Apple Podcast, the iHeartRadio app, Megaphone, LockedOnBengals.com. I'm on Twitter, at JamesRapine, at Bengals. Until next time. Let me know about that live show, by the way. I was serious about that. Until next time. I'm James Rapine. Have a Merry Christmas from everyone here at Locked on Bengals. And until Tuesday, it'll be Tuesday. Have a great weekend and a Merry Christmas from Locked on Bengals and the Locked on Bengals podcast.